Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Productions Studios, it's Laugh, episode 69, a wee laugh for the August 14th weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios, as always, is the L-Train. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. I think you better run out of breath there. Oh, yeah, you gotta do it all in one breath. Wow, all right. You breathe deep. You gotta breathe, you know, from yeah. the stomach. <laughs> right. Feel like project. He kept telling me to breathe or sing from my diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's good. Um... Not a huge weekend. Two films being released this weekend. Yeah. Uh, some are starting to peter out. Apparently well, this is on paper. All the experts are saying one of the worst Augusts in recent memory. I don't know that one of these movies is already is, is on track to make like 40 or 50 million, which is well above expectations. This weekend? Yep. Ooh, this is news to me. Yeah, I just saw it on Variety. All right. Straight out of Compton. Expected to do f- at least 40 million. It could be upwards of 50. And wow. it's only in like uh, twenty six hundred theaters. All right. So it's, what is this movie? It's the uh, biopic of uh, N.W.A., the uh, rap group or hip hop group from the I don't know nineties. I guess eighty nine to ninety three or something. Okay. I don't know. I, it, it's uh. You Dr. know how Dre. little I know about music. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie by uh, produced by. Uh, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. And then the, there's a three or four other members of NWA that are represented, but I don't know if they're producers or not. Um, one of them, Easy e apparently he died of AIDS in like 1995. Or, I don't, I'm not sure of the dates, but he died um, and brought about a reconciliation of the group, okay. which had split apart. Um, they, I think they only put out about four or five albums in the 90s. And brought about the sort of I mean I, I guess a lot of contemporary rap artists point to them as their inspirations. Well they were so. the West Coast big right. rap group, right? Just right. weren't there rap battles in the late eighties, early nineties. It was East Coast versus yeah, West Coast. I guess so the notorious B. I. G. and the I Tupac thought that's what I've seen that. on Behind the Music VH yeah, one yeah. back in the day. This is uh I don't know, I guess it's the the story of the of how this these guys came together. I'm not I'm not into rap music at all. So no, uh, I kind of like this director, uh, uh, F. Gary Gray. Yeah, he did uh, Law Abiding Citizen. That a was horrible his last movie. Film. It was fun though. I mean, <sighs> it's it's a silly, stupid movie, but it was fun. Gerard Butler and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Yeah. Uh, he also did the Italian job, which I had a lot of fun watching that. I didn't see that. Again, uh, you know, real smart movie. Uh, and then The Negotiator with I Samuel like L. Jackson, which might be the first time Samuel L. Jackson played Samuel L. Jackson in a film. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, like that movie a lot. It's That's a good movie. Um, he also did Fridays, right? Wasn't he mm-hmm. producer or director of Fridays? I think he directed the original one and maybe was involved producing the rest of them. Um this is an interesting movie, I think. It's coming in a weird time. I don't appreciate rap culture, like the mm-hmm. glorification of violence, and or especially violence against women. Apparently this uh, Dr. Dre guy beat the crap out of some woman reporter, like threw her through a, a door or a window, kicked her, and then settled out of court. 
And this was during the time period. That the film uh, was yeah. Made. Was, yeah. 1991. Yeah. But I don't, I think that part of the criticism of this movie is that that scene is not in there. You can't have everything. No, uh, but I, the problem I think with like rap music in general is it's glorification of violence against women. And then I know that, you know, all, all of our artists have scars and skeletons in the closet, but Dr. Dre apparently was like, open and upfront about it. He was like, you know, you mess with me, I'm going to throw you through a window <laughs> or something like that. He, he wasn't, wasn't like he was ashamed mm-hmm. that he beat up a woman. It's because she insulted him or something that he decided to kick her in the ribs and, you know, break her bones. And, and that's part of the message of his art as much as you can call it art. So I think to ignore it in the movie is, a, I don't know, it's sort of like painting Mm-hmm. in pastels what you should be painting with bolder colors i'm surprised that this is tracking for 40 to 50 million i thought this would be in the low 20s well just based on the number of theaters it's in it's yeah, only like 2600 theaters generally i mean this is a movie that's targeted towards the african-american community and generally when there are films of this elk that are targeted the african-american community comes out very strong week one but generally it's anywhere from upper teens to like mid-20s is where a movie does. Well, it also so has for a, this to do forty or fifty million, this definitely has a much broader appeal than I was giving the movie credit for. I think it's got like a ninety-three or ninety-four percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. That might have dropped some with more critics, but um, it's tracking high, and they say it's uh, interesting to people who are in, maybe it's time for a biopic. I, I don't. I mean, like maybe I said, they do I better like, in summer. I like this director. So, will you be seeing it? probably wait for it like on hbo really i'll probably catch up with it then that seems weird that you would just just because it's music i know you don't like music so yeah i don't really uh, i, I mean you... this is one I'll, I'll probably be flipping through the channels and i won't realize what i'm watching right away and i'll just kind of get sucked into it i bet you the magastar goes to see it really in theaters yeah he likes that mm-hmm. he's a big music music file Fair but enough. i don't like rap music too much so i won't be going to see it all right uh, the other film that's coming out this weekend is The Man from Uncle. I will be going to see that. Really? I already told my dad I'd go see it with him. Oh, this is directed by Guy Ritchie, most famous for the Sherlock Holmes movies. And then earlier in his career, he did Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I like them all. Um, this is a remake of the television show from the 60s. And uh, this follows CIA agent uh, Napoleon Solo. Guess that he work, likes to work by himself and uh, KGB operative Ila K. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to pronounce that name. Ilya Kuyakin. Uh, they participate in a joint mission against a mysterious criminal organization who is working to uh, set off a bunch of nuclear weapons. <laughs> we gotta save the world. A mysterious criminal organization. So it sounds a lot like uh, Mission Impossible Five. Yeah, only said in the '60s. That's the uh, Guy Ritchie said that he's going for that 60s aesthetic in the filming. He's eschewing slow-mo. He's eschewing sort of the, uh, the the I guess, the editing style that he's known for. Yeah, I, I want to like this movie. I was no, kind don't. of excited when I first heard I, I like Henry Cavill, uh, who's playing Solo. He's most famous for playing Superman. Artie Hammer... I feel bad for the guy. He looks like a movie star. He's tall, good-looking guy, but 
I'm not sure I've liked him in any movie I've seen him in. Yeah, he's in the Social Network and uh, what was the other one? Lone Did, Ranger. Didn't like Social Network. He at spent all. a lot Lone of time Ranger on the Lone bad. Ranger. Lone Ranger was bad. Social Network, he was good in it. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. I mean, I thought he was twins. I thought he was two different people. So I didn't. I didn't realize that it was a split screen thing. And then he was pretty good in Rockefeller, right? Or was it Rockefeller? Or no, it was something else. Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> Rockefeller. I never saw Edgar. Um, this also has Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Girl of the My moment. It girl. The weird thing is in all the promotional materials, they photograph her so she looks more like Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't think that, that, that they're doing that on purpose. I don't think she's... She, in the promotional material, she doesn't look like how she looks on all the other photos I've ever seen of her or in movies. Yeah, maybe that's not a bad thing. I mean, they're all they're going for a different look altogether in this mm-hmm. film. It's supposed to harken back to the '60s and '60s spy movies. There's a there's an archetype present in all Man from Uncle television series shows, individual mm-hmm. shows where there's an innocent who propels the action forward, and I think she's cast in the role of the innocent, mm-hmm. which will be interesting to watch. I think. The only thing that I would go see this movie for is to see how much Henry Cavill changes shape in the film. Because I swear in the trailer, he at times looks much smaller framed. And other times you can tell he's bulking up for Superman. Much the same way Ben Affleck in Gone Girl changes shape. Well, you know, Ben Affleck, I just saw him recently on uh, in the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. He's got some massive man to taste. <laughs> I don't know. He's if been he working stopped. the bench press too I don't much. know. Or stopped. So, uh... Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go see it. In your, this is your not, father's interested. Well, yeah, I think he watched the TV show with Robert Vaughn. Mm. Um, this was an idea formulated by Ian Fleming. I mean, he's Henry Cavill was slated to be the next uh, Bond guy. I would like a Bond movie set in the 60s. That would be, I, I think I would prefer that over, you know, with 90s, or sorry, 2014 2015 technology mm-hmm. uh in terms of filmmaking but trying to like uh capture that aesthetic i could see them doing that the next time they reboot james bond uh, i mean i think that's a pretty good idea so because i think uh roger or um not roger craig uh daniel craig yeah is almost done being bond yeah roger craig is uh, running back for the 49ers <laughs> yeah from the, the 80s. late 80s but i think daniel craig this may be his last bond movie that's what i've heard so, so it depends it, you know uncle what it stands for no united network command for law enforcement it used to the the guy that one of the co-producers not ian fleming but the guy that invented it i can't remember his name i didn't write it down but he uh he wanted it to remain ambiguous he wanted it to be like uncle sam or the un but they made him choose an acronym but they're going up against thrush technological hierarchy for the removal of undesirables and the subjugation of humanity. <laughs> Sounds like something out of Minions. Gosh. All right. That's silly. Um, I'll let you know if it's better than uh, Mission Impossible 5. Oh, there's no way this is better than Mission Impossible 5. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, there is. There's All right. Um, so you're not going to go see either one of these things? Yeah, I may skip the theaters this wow. weekend. Right. I may go an actual week without seeing a movie in theaters. Wow. Weird, man. So I think what I'm going to do instead is go by the red box. Yeah, is there something interesting there? Yeah, police story lockdown, starring <laughs> Jackie Chan. Though Wait. apparently this is a police story movie that isn't part of the police story canon. 
<laughs> so just, it's only a name only. Is it? Is it a plot, or is it just a collection of stunts, or? It's Jackie Chan playing a police officer. Yeah, and he has to do his own stunts. Is he getting he tries... a little long in the tooth for that kind of stuff? How old is that guy? A little bit. He was supposed to retire from doing action movies like five years ago, but he keeps doing them. So, and this one's gotten pretty good ratings. And apparently, the stunt work is pretty good. The fight sequences are good. So, I like pretty good Jackie ratings. Chan. What do you, like? Uh, some of the Jackie Chan films lately haven't been doing too well. <laughs> oh, there have been others. I don't know. All right. I just don't know. I, so. Oh, no, I'm a big Jackie Chan fan, so huh. I think that's Wasn't what I'll watch. like, contemporary with Bruce Lee? Didn't they come up at the same time? Or He was in at least one Bruce Lee film, but he was just one of the guys that got beat up. Uh, no, Jackie Chan was bigger in the 80s. Okay. So. So, I, yeah. so how old is he? Uh, he's got to be in his early 60s by now. Jeez, wow, man. He's in really good shape. He's in a lot better shape than me. <laughs> Unless you say round is a shape. <laughs> so uh, I can't imagine the stunt. I can't even walk upstairs without getting winded. <laughs> wow. That's bad. So way to go. All right, Jackie Chan. You got any uh, streaming pits for us? Uh, you know, the Amazon Prime pick of the week is based on our review for this week for the gift. Okay. Uh, this is a movie that not many people have seen, but I think it's pretty good. It's called Extract. And it's a... Uh, Story written by and directed by Mike Judge, who did Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, Office Space, and I know you, one of your favorite movies, Idiocracy. <laughs> uh, in this case, Jason Bateman, who's in The Gift, is uh, stars as um, Joel, the owner of an extract plant that tries to contend with myriad personal and professional problems, such as his potentially unfaithful wife and employees who want to take advantage of him. It's a interesting little movie. I think it's funny. It's got that Mike Judge uh, sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. And Jason Bateman is likable as he is in most movies. It's got Kristen Wiig in it, Mila Kunis, Ben Affleck's in it, David Koechner, and uh, J.K. Simmons huh? plays a bit part. That's in a it. good cast. Yeah, man. Uh, and Hal Sparks. If you guys are wondering what happened to him, he's in this movie too. <laughs> uh so, yeah, if that's my Amazon Prime pick of the week. All right, and if you don't have Amazon, but say you got the good old Netflix. You so, gotta... yeah, this is for Nicole C. and others. Uh, this is a movie that came out a couple years ago and was in movie theaters for a long time. It's an independent movie by John Favreau called Chef. It's a movie about a chef who uh, loses his restaurant job, starts up a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise, and he has to piece back together his estranged family i think he takes a cross-country ride with his uh son his like teenage son or something stars uh john favreau as carl casper and uh it's got john leguizamo in it great character actor uh bonnie cannavale yeah i'm not as big on him as you are he's it's the year of cannavale (laughs) uh scarlett johansson and sophia vergara so it's great to be like the writer and director and star of a movie and you can cast as your female leads <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Sophia Vergara against you. Like, huh, I need a female, I need someone to play my ex-wife and my love interest. I'll choose one of these two actresses. It's also got a Dustin Hoffman and an Oliver Platt. Yeah, there are lots of little cameos in this. But They're... they don't play as cameos like Robert Downey Jr. is an actual character. Yeah, so. but he's in there for a scene. But this but is a good, good film, and if you like cooking, this yeah. is a movie that's going to make you hungry. 
It's also an allegory for uh, the creative process. Like uh, That's what right. John Favreau says. He's like a reaction to the people that I guess he he was roundly criticized for. Uh, oh, the aliens Cowboys and Aliens, aliens yeah. movie, and which was sort of a production, a studio produ- produced movie, and uh, that mentality is sort of represented by uh, Dustin Hoffman, who's the owner of the restaurant that he gets kicked out of, and then. He goes off on his own and does his own thing. It, Favreau talks. This is I'm not overreading the film. Favreau talks about it. I mean, I've ter- heard Favreau terms, so. talk about how he got fed up by doing studio films and he got so much interference that yeah. he's, you know, he wanted a palate cleanse. No, this is a good little film. Yeah, it's a good pick. That's oh. the net pick. I like it. All right, so uh, opening in theaters this weekend is The Man from Uncle, which one of us will be going to yes. see. Straight out of Compton, which none of us are going to go see. No, Megastar might. Yeah. Um, I'm saying go by the Red Bots and get Police Story locked down. And Lusk is saying on Amazon, you got Abstract to watch. And on Netflix, you should go watch Chef. Yeah, any one of those movies. Yeah, so that's Have episode a lot of fun. 69. Mm-hmm. Uh, on episode 70, we're going to be reviewing The Gift. Excellent movie. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Jason Bateman. Rebecca Hall and Joel Edgerton. Yeah. So, thanks for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. This is Mr. Two-Frame saying there be dragons. Talk set bonum, everybody. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> what a sophomore. Is it really 69 already? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good stuff. There's your, there's your force blooper. <laughs> okay. All right. I think it needs to stay. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Oh, with that ridiculous, creepy laugh. Uh, yeah. All right. that, that laugh needs to go on a continuous loop somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pre- <laughs> now you got to reel it back, and this is the hard part. <laughs>